We've been trying, you know, to fuck, whatever. And it's just not getting big and hard. What is this, dirty Mad Libs? I love him and he's trying, but this is so frustrating. Oh, of course it is. I mean, last night, I got so turned on, I almost... Hey, you almost masturbated. He almost got it up together. You almost had sex. This week's episode, we're pivoting from the supposed star of Sex and the City to the actual star of Sex and the City, uh, portrayed by Kim Cattrall. For me, I've always loved Samantha Jones, but I do want to give the room if there are alternative takes, because I know Kat, we were kind of talking, I believe, last week, not in recording, but I believe you said that maybe Sam Jones isn't actually all that. And so before I give all the love to Sam Jones, I need to know your thoughts on Samantha Jones. Okay, so I will just say that I said that before I remembered that she had cancer. And then I felt <laughs> terrible. Um, what what does it have to do with anything? <laughs> uh, I, I felt guilt is, is what that had to do with anything. If you want to see the face of breast cancer, look around you. It's the woman next to you at the dry cleaners, the nurse in pediatrics, the single mother picking her child up from school. I said inspirational, not perspirational. She's brave. She's capable. She's you. Oh, fuck it, she's me. And if any of you are having hot flashes like I am, you deserve a fucking medal. Bad enough I lose my hair, now I have my face running down my couture. (sighs) My big issue with with her is that I feel that, and, and less so as the seasons go on, but... I think it's kind of hard to absorb after a certain point is that she is very just troped initially as the whore. And I think that they could have started bringing some more dimension to that from the start and they don't. And by the time the dimension kind of the dimension train pulls in for me, it was a little late. And I even then felt like some of the dimension was not quite right i mean i don't think you're necessarily wrong i think that's a big problem not just for sam's character but for charlotte and miranda i would say definitely the first two seasons where especially even for charlotte which i kind of get into the next episode but they just didn't give them a lot of focus like they focused and gave them comedic parts mm-hmm. uh and yeah like samantha was the whore who slept around like i mean the first episode like she literally slept with a man who just went on a date with charlotte so they didn't really give them much depth and 
I think if you're watching this show, just even kind of observing the Samantha character, I don't really think they gave her the super great comedic balance until season four when the first like seven episodes like she's the best part of sex in the mm-hmm. city like bar none and then when she has the relationship with richard and then uh jared and then the kind of the the cancer kind of story arc like that rounded her out but like the first like three seasons like she's just like one lines in and out and so i can see where you're coming from for that really horrible also though that i was like okay like awesome so so glad you're here love that we have a sexually liberated woman why is it somehow weirdly the most sanitized sexually liberated woman do you have sex yes do you have oral sex give receive yes 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 do you have anal sex yes do you swallow only when surprised. How many sexual partners have you had? I'm counting. Um, Kelly. I feel like in the first couple seasons especially, it's all presented with this, I was going to say gloss, but I think perhaps it would be more accurate to say with a, with a lube. Absolutely. That is <laughs> like, well, like, I want like, dominatrix sam like i wanted more because i feel like i feel like there was a bunch of stuff we weren't getting that should have been there if from the jump we're like she's very sexually liberated and open-minded that might be very 2021 of me by the way no it's it's not very 2021 for you the problem with sam is they were so concentrating on having her like be a whore but then also be a dude and talk like a dude so she'd always be like, yeah, I fucked this dude last night and I sucked this dude off. And what did, what's a girl got to do to get laid around here? She was always dropping one liners that a man could say. But if a dude was saying it at the time, then a dude be like, oh, man, he's funny. Listen, that guy's a riot. But when she said it, it's like, oh, my gosh, I can't believe she's acting that way. So at the time, it wasn't as vanilla as you might as it may seem now. But they were definitely coming at it from a certain angle. So I can see why you perceive it that way now. 2021 sam should definitely be like all the toys especially because she's like i'm a trisexual i'll try anything once i'm like then where's your handcuffs bitch like should it be the bdsm it should be the uh the pegging it should be everything yes i feel like she's very white man yes yeah she's blonde big is what they're trying to go for essentially she's big in a dress big in a dress which didn't Kim Cattrall say she didn't want to come back? Sex in the City 3, you know what you have to do. Yeah. Mr. Big said he'd come back. I know, Big's coming back. Didn't him give him a wig. I do want to give a bit of context to what... Oh my God, so I'm looking at season four, episode two, and she just got ass naked uh, for this new photo shoot. So, like, I think contextually for the time, yeah, I don't... I would say her character, especially for episode one of season four, when she said, I spent all day masturbating to my priest. Your face is glowing. Did you get a facial or something? I masturbated all afternoon. I masturbated to my priest. Your priest? Friar Fuck. In my fantasy, he tears the food I'm carrying for the homeless out of my arms, rips open my dress, lays me down in the street, and enters me. What? <laughs> 
that's some wild ass shit. Like, yeah. But if a dude said that, like, oh man, you know, I don't know. Like, if, if a dude said that, it'd be like, oh, that's that's fucked up, but it's funny, you know. So, but also, I, I she's still like, feel like significantly older than the rest of the girls, right? In real life, she's at least ten years older. In the well, show, in the- she's six or seven ish years older. But yeah. yeah, I think in the movie she's supposed to be ten years older than them too, because they're. The first movie ends with her celebrating her 50th birthday. Yeah. Even though Sarah Jessica Parker was like 96 at the time, she was supposed to be 34. She wasn't 96. <laughs> In the last season, she was like she was like uh, 34, which is like telling tales. Girl, uh, girl, yeah. if I can be. 34, living in Paris with my millionaire boyfriend who proposes to me using one of the most exclusive pairs of shoes on the market. I will be letting the, in Paris, I will be letting those whores have it. Cat, She is 56 in real life. Okay, but let's get back on to to Sam Jones, though, before we get off to Carrie. Yes, Cat, I I definitely believe that in you know 2021 like i know uh kelly mentioned you know the art of pegging and all these other wild stuff that like yeah I like these are... i didn't mention that well, I, I, I would just like to state no for the record i am not the one who brought up pegging i mean hey. i am i have opinions about it but i am not the one who brought it up i mean we don't we don't kink shame people who like to peg or be pegged so uh unless you want to cat if you want to shame that this is the time to do Oh, oh, no, no, no. I, I don't. Um, just don't. Hey, kids. As I said on our last episode, or you could do anything that turns me on like at all. <laughs> I, I don't oh, know geez. whether that was the worst line or the other line that you said in relation to that last episode that I'm not going to repeat. But they both had me rolling. Oh, I don't yeah. even remember what I said. Oh no. The line that Kellen's singing about, it will not make the episode. That's and it <laughs> yeah, not, yes, it, it should not. See, it won't make deleted not. scenes because that's how wild it was. But uh, I don't even know if it's it's seriously some girls going wild 2003 too hot for TV stuff. Oh, that's so funny. Like it's, it's funny you said like girls going wild. Like remember when that was like the biggest fucking deal ever? Mm-hmm. It's basically just if you if you went to WVU or you lived in Morgantown at any point between basically 2000 and 2008, you saw Girls Gone Wild like on a regular Friday night. When you first see it, it's like kind of wild, but then like you know, two years, three years in, it's just like, well, this is just how it is. And so I think that's kind of what Sam Jones kind of was. Like, when you kind of first see it, especially in a time, like, it's super wild, in a good way, at least, that you have this woman who is talking this raunchy on cable television. you seeing her, like, fucking dudes. you seeing her about to have, like, the three-way with the two gay dudes until they back out at the last minute or whatever. Like, you see her do the new photo shoot just for herself. All that's super, like, super pretty cool. If Sex in the City is made today, like, there's things that are going way up above and beyond. Like, even when I kind of mentioned, you know, last week when, you know, Charlotte eating ass, like, now that's like, you know, that's a walk in the park for Sam Jones. So, I think like Sam Jones might also be by. Oh, well, yes. Yes, yes, she is. Yes. There's like, a story arc. <laughs> I know, but like, I mean, handled well by not what we got. Well, oh, yeah. Touche. 
Well, we don't handle bi people well now anyway, but that's another sort of another Whoa, day. Yeah, no, but, hi, uh, hi, friend, you, fr- friendly neighborhood biter man here. Like, yeah, but I, I know what you're saying. I, I oh, totally I, I killed Kellen again. Oh, no. Biter man's his favorite comic book character. That's whatever a biter man can. Yeah. Shoots a guy, shoots a girl. Yeah. No, listen, listen, we, we, we value all web shooters here. Um, oh, my God. Hey, and more ways than one. Hey, I mean, boy. there's a reason this is the hand gesture. Spe- uh, speaking of hand gestures, one of my favorite lines from season four, it's episode four when they're talking about Samantha's lesbian relationship. And one of them says, you caught us off guard with a lesbian thing. And Samantha retorted as a fucking genius. That's just a label like Gucci or Versace. It's not about being gay or straight. And then eventually she says, you're talking about the the way that they have sex with each other. And she's like, Marie, it's like Maria has 10 dicks. (laughs) Yes, I forgot about that shit. That's that's what I mean, right? I feel like Sam Jones would like maybe be over men. If Sex and the City were a 2021 show and she's... 10 to 15 years older than everybody else. I just show me Sam Jones in a BDSM club. Like, come on. Give me maybe, the goods, you cowards. Maybe. They weren't doing that in 98, though. Well, on TV. Well, um, on TV. Yes, they were. Um, well, this isn't sex. This isn't real sex. But I feel like Sam is just too much of a free spirit to be tied down to one gender, yo. That's, bang, that's bang. the thing. I, I feel like, and that's also, ultimately what came down as myth, man, was just. What meant to be? She has to love her. Only person she can love is Sam Jones. I'm just gonna say the thing you're not supposed to say. I, I love you, but I love me more. I also feel like if if we were to be like super extra about it, she might also be polyamorous. Um, I get vibes. Like, I don't think she just likes relationships in general, so I don't think she would. I think she could be. I think it would be something that she would probably flirt with for a while. I think there's nothing that, she, like she said, she's a trisexual. There's nothing that she wouldn't try. I don't think she would stay in a polyamorous relationship, but I definitely no. wouldn't say she wouldn't be in one. That's just another thing on the bucket list at this point. Can we just talk about, though, like, and this is something that I, as I watched more Sex in the City, I got, like, increasingly frustrated about. Like, this could have been educational and hilarious. It could have. I mean, I, kinda, I don't think these there, writers yeah. are capable of towing that line. They if, weren't, if, though. They were if, not. And this is the thing that frustrates me, right? Like, I wish that had been it. Because it feels like that was the intention. They just didn't know how to do it. A lot of people have sex, lol. And then they were like, yeah, that's it. That's all we need to say. And, like, I know, I know, I know, 1998. But, it was like, unintentionally educational. No, yeah, it's no nuance. Like, the nuance thing, it just wasn't there at the time. If television. you're writing a show about a sex columnist, though, I do think that that's it's kind of implied that there is some modeling happening, even if it's not intentional. And in this case, I think it might not have been intentional. I don't think the point of the show, even though it could be to educate, I just don't think the point of the show is necessarily that, which I agree with you that it limits the show to what it could be. Like, I do think that with smarter writers that this is a show that is one of the funniest shows HBO's ever done 
but it also takes a genuine look at what it's like to be a single woman in your 30s in New York City, navigating wanting relationships or navigating just wanting sex and kind of the, the pitfalls and the successes that comes with that. I just think they were going for a lot of fucking laughs. Like, <laughs> yeah. Hiya, puddins. It's your girl, Holly Quinn, a.k.a. Dr. Holly and Quinzel, here to tell you all about it. It's like a podcast or whatever. We talk about nerd stuff and life stuff. And if you want to know what we're about, check out the Powie Awards, our 100th episode, Q and Slay, or theater from our butts. <laughs> Have a good day, puddins, and love, trust, and belief. There's part of me that wants Sam Jones to explain to Carrie that she could get men to buy those shoes for her. And there's just the website for that. And she won't have to worry about it anymore. Like, that's what I kind of expected. It it seemed like that's what they were setting her up to be. Well, and instead she's like, sometimes you just have to give a blowjob. And I'm like. That's the takeaway here. Like, uh, I mean, because Sam, Sam is in it for the for the thrills, not the not the the payoff. So I, no, I don't I'm not know saying for the payoff. I'm saying like I feel like she would know all about that and have an educational experience because she tried it once and it wasn't for her. But she knows just the person. She knows just the spot. She knows just the whatever. Like, because I feel like really the Sex in the City column is about like. Sam and the backup dancers, at least initially, because Carrie doesn't do much besides have vanilla sex with like two men, at least in the first couple seasons. I also think there's something really powerful about the idea of her being like single by choice. And I feel like it was continually undercut, especially in later seasons. I think that is an important thing that they could have extrapolated more. The pressure of I'm a person who loves my freedom and loves being single. I see what my friends are in a relationship and they look like they're going through fucking hell, but at least I kind of want to try it for myself and allow myself to fall for someone and kind of go through that. Kellen. So obviously I, I, I love Samantha Jones, obviously, but I don't know if we got your thoughts yet on how you feel about Samantha Jones. So in the moment of this show, uh, watching it when you were watching it, coming up and watching the movies and stuff, what are your thoughts on Samantha Jones? It's two different takes, being younger, of course, and now watching it in 2021. So when I was younger, of course, it's like Samantha was the one who was always going to say the wild shit. Like the most wild shit is going to come out of Samantha's mouth. So you're always waiting to see what she's going to say next. And then when she said it, it's like, oh, she said the thing. And you and you laugh real hard. Her storylines when I was younger, I didn't get a whole lot out of them. And then I, when they kind of did hooked her up, her and Jared up at the end, I was kind of like, I know they're wrapping up the show, but I don't feel like that's really where Samantha was going. So that might be another reason why I defend the movie, the fact that she ended it with him and just took on Sam Jones as the only person she ever could love. I keep coming back to that. So I, I just thought she was the comic relief early in the episodes. And I knew she was the one doing the nudity. So that was that was my take on Sam. And then as the E rerun started, and especially rewatching it here in the past few weeks, she's easily the best character on the show. R.I.P. my Carrie Bradshaw worshipping. But, I mean, there, there's literally no situation they put her in that Kim Cattrall doesn't knock it out of the park. Like, every single one. From the be the female big, to be on and off again with Richard, to maybe fall in love towards the end of the show. Oh, we're going to throw a cancer scare in here, too. Like, she took all that shit, and she she really did a great job, I thought, in the role. So, 
while no character on the show is perfect, she might be the closest one to actually being a character who I would never throw away because Samantha Jones is iconic. Yeah, and the backup for Kat's point a little while ago as far as Sam Jones could have been the one putting Carrie on game. So in episode 12 of season four, when Aiden got the shitty engagement ring, uh, she she was the one who saved it to pick out the better ring. And her I didn't line, say that she was a bad friend. In the line, in the line <laughs> that she gave was, if you're going to ruin our lives, I would at least like to look at a good piece of jewelry. So, <laughs> no, so I, great, I, great line. That's why I think she should have been like, I think that's why she should have been like, oh, like you would never have to pay for like shoes again. Like I in in lines like that and in moments like that, I was like, mm, there's more here we're not seeing, and it frustrates me that we're focusing. On, like, by 2021 standards, very vanilla sex. I want to bring up something that I just thought about, kind of along the lines of if the show were smarter, you know, it could go these different ways. So I kind of want to talk about her relationship with Richard for a little bit. (laughs) So this is a relationship where initially where Sam only wanted sex. And so she got the sex and she was trying to keep it at that. But Richard kept pushing it as whereas he was trying to dig emotionally deep with Sam and she just was not about it. And he basically kept doing it to the point of wearing her down. And then so she finally kind of gave in, quote unquote, to Richard, fell for him. And then eventually he ended up fucking around and cheating on her anyway. Yeah. And so I think that does fall into a a negative category of what men do. But, you know, I think identifying that in the moment, especially when, like, the show was made, I don't know if the writers and the show creators were kind of smart enough to put their, like, thumb directly on it. But how do you guys feel about that kind of relationship that she had with Richard and then also kind of her relationship and how it played out with Jared? The Richard relationship was... (sighs) I never loved it. it. It seemed like a force pairing and they they played off that fact a lot. So it wasn't something that the writers were unaware of, obviously. But it just seemed like she's obviously the richest of the girls. Let's put her with the richest dude that we can find that's not named big. And let's just see them come come together. And con- they, were, they were really having a um, on-again, off-again relationship. I, I don't want to say it was like a Sam and Diane kind of thing by any means. But they were really trying to have, let's have these two characters and uh, moonlighting. I get moonlighting vibes. Let's have these two characters who can't stand each other and always go against but they like each other now and then they don't like each other and then they like each other. It just, it seemed like just something for Samantha to do. It's like, like everybody else is paired up and has their own stories. Let's give Sam this just so we're not having her fuck the dude of the week every Sunday. And that, that's where they went with that. So I, I never liked that. And when she ultimately decided to end things with him, I was all for it. But then it brought her back into the same rut of, who she fucking this Sunday. And again, while that's perfectly fine for a character, the writers weren't on the level to find new ways to do that same storyline differently every time. So mm-hmm. eventually that's when they brought in Smith and like right here, they've been role playing the whole episode I got on. And finally he's like, I don't want to, I don't want to role play. I'm Jerry Jared. And she's like, well, that's not interesting to me. And he's like, well, whatever, you know, <laughs> and it's like, it's like, we have to find these two people. They, they've been fucking, but we want them to, 
we want them to maybe unite because we're kind of seeing the end of the road here where we might be entering the series here, or this is season six. So we're, we're heading towards the finish line. So we kind of have to have an end game here for Samantha. So let's slowly build this relationship. And then we'll kind of crescendo to this moment where they decide they're going to be together. And then that's how we can ride off into the sunset. Cause Lord knows they probably weren't even thinking about movies at this point. So both of them seem really forced. I like Smith way better than Richard, obviously. Smith's adorable. Their I mean, age difference is a little. It's a little off. It's not a little. It's a lot. It's big. It's big. It's a huge difference. Also, um, um just quickly, yeah. how old is Big supposed to be? In season two, I believe his his age was announced as forty three, so he's roughly twelve years older than Carrie. No, no, ten no. to twelve, right? Because no. she's thirty in the first season. Is she? They're celebrating uh, everybody else's thirtieth birthday. Uh, well, she's thirty-four in the last season, so the last season now would technically make big like forty-eight-ish. So, so yeah, I guess I would guess. Damn, yeah. I feel very similarly that she was given men as things to do. Yeah. And I think it would have been a lot more interesting to see her deal with societal pressure about being single because by then like she doesn't care we know she doesn't care i want to see more of her not caring please um i'm not a person who is that casual with sex and the funny thing is i know men who kind of fake like they are but in actuality they're actually not Mm -hmm. and i think maybe it's hard to kind of accept for audiences like i guess how many people out there are super just like I really not fucking with these relationships or anything. I just want to have fun. But by season four, it felt like that was how she was established. Yeah. And then yeah. they were like, but what if she wasn't? And I'm like, what do you mean? What if she wasn't? Like, yeah. You and sold me four seasons of something and I get to the, and now it's not that like, whoa. Even though she gets, at the end of season one, in a relationship with the guy with the micro penis. <laughs> Sexy! Amazingly, Samantha was still with James, a monogamous relationship for a woman whose bedroom was usually busier than Balducci's on a Saturday. Hey, you lovebirds! Oh! And how are the most beautiful women in Manhattan? If we see them, I'll ask. Have a fun day. Don't let anything bad happen to my princess. Oh. Love you. God, Samantha, everything is going so great. Me, James, and his tiny penis were one big happy family. After two months, despite all his sweetness and charm, Samantha still hadn't quite accepted James's shortcomings. Even though that happened, I do think it is pretty interesting how season four began as her like funniest season, but then they ended off by her like getting with Richard. So yeah, I, I think, I think being confused by that would be pretty, uh, would be pretty jarring. So I get you I, on that one. I also think like, I like the Sam Jones cancer journey. I almost wish, and this is going to probably sound, I, I keep talking about these people. Like they're real people. I know they're not, but like they're characters, they're real people. I kind of wish that she, that had been something that she was going through, like, as Sam Jones with her friends. Yeah. Because it could have been a really powerful story about depending on your friendships. And it was in some ways, but I wanted a story about her being her own home 
and depending on her friends for help, but still not regretting not having a life partner. Yeah, like by the end. And what of this, a strong position that would have left her in. Yeah, the the end of that story is that she, you need for for Sam at least like you need a life partner to go through these you know terrible situations, which in reality for a lot of people like they don't have that like they have like friends that are their family and they have some family members they don't necessarily have like a partner so it would have been it would have been really a powerful thing or even and this is no disrespect to anybody's partner ever you have a partner and you still end up leaning on your friends a lot because that's so much for one person to take on especially for jared who's so young he's a baby yeah i like that he shaved his hair Cullen's right. He's such a sweet guy that you don't necessarily dislike him, but the function of what he serves in this in the story overall, mm-hmm. that is where the kind of the gaps come. Like, yeah. he, like he's like he's legit probably the best boyfriend. Probably, um, we're gonna do our power rings of the boyfriends. I know he's probably gonna make my top three at least. Yeah. But the functionality of what he serves and kind of undermining what you said would could have been a better, a better and deeper story, especially since the show is geared around these four women. It would have been more empowering if, let's say, like Charlotte, if she didn't have, you know, she couldn't have a kid, but she was really helping Sam, especially with their history and them being so different. Their relationship is now deeper because, like, she's mm-hmm. now helping Sam through the cancer treatment. So. Yeah. So, yeah, no, I totally get you. I totally get you for that one. It annoys me that this show culminates in the character who refuses to be defined by her relationship to a man being defined by her relationship to a man. Yeah, I agree. I agree with that. Maybe maybe part of what I liked about the movie so much the first time I saw it was like, yeah, yeah, you go. You be by yourself. Because <laughs> to me, that's always where she should have ended up. Yeah. There's nothing wrong with being by yourself. And that's a powerful thing that the show, it felt like it was doing, even though she was someone, like I said, one-liners, she was hitting them and quitting them on the super regular, like every episode, but they could have delved in more into if you love yourself and accept yourself for who you are and you're doing right by your friends and your family, in the end, that should matter the most. Yeah. And really it would have been stronger for her to land as like, woman alone who had survived this very intense experience with the support of her friends yeah yeah absolutely i i agree 100 yes because they kind of all end in the same spot as a side effect of that they all end up like with a partner yeah. and like they don't need each other anymore yeah yeah i would agree there's a lot of truth to that and like I'm... that kind of sucks i will say though even though that does happen i do think that it is interesting to explore that in a way because especially like if you go to college and you have friends and like they have marriages and kids and people move away and stuff like that when relationships kind of dissolve and then other relationships evolve out of that i think that i mean that happened for a lot of people but for this show because they've invested so much in these four women and their relationships with each other like, if they're going to do that, then they do have to give it more time and attention than kind of how they how, to, how they handled it. Yeah, I feel that, you know, Mamma Mia. Here I go again. 
I'm well, I was, I was thinking the first one more so than than the second one. The second uh, one, oh god. But I'm like when they the when they link up again, like it's kind of clear even though they've been off like doing other things, like they're still always kind of at the forefront of the other's minds. Yes. Yeah, I I 100% I, agree. I didn't get that sense at the end of Sex in the City. <laughs> and it could have been a really powerful narrative about how they grew out of needing each other, except that some of the partnerships didn't feel right. So it wasn't about how they grew because of each other away from each other. It was just like the writers said we had to. That vibe is not a good vibe, in my opinion. Yeah. I think that's something that another good thing about the first movie was the fact that they had all gone their separate ways and they weren't really in each other's lives like that. I mean, I know Carrie was getting married and Samantha was flying back from LA all the time pretty regularly, but at the same time, it, it wasn't really the same. Like Charlotte had adopted. I mean, Carrie and big were planning on getting married. Um, Rand and Steve were dealing with Steve throwing something out of character, which was cheating on her, of course. So it was, it was all these factors that kind of eventually united them back together. So I, I kind of see where they were going with, We've separated them because of the way the series ended and their, their significant others. Mm-hmm. But now we're kind of bringing them back together throughout the film. And then ultimately the end of the film, even with Carrie getting married and Miranda reconciling with Steve and then Charlotte having her natural child um, and Samantha moving on her own. The, the end of the film is kind of like, hey, despite it all, all we've been through, we're still best friends and we do still can lean, we can still lean on each other, even though we're all making these big changes in our life or going on with our lives. So I felt like the ending of the movie nailed it better than the end of the series, personally. Not the whole, here's your shoe in the last six hours before we got to move out of this apartment part, but the part where they all, the four of them reunited and they're going out to the club and stuff. Um, at the end of the movie, I thought was really well with the Jennifer Hudson singing in the background. Marcus, remember oh that part? Oh my god, I fucking oh my god. But I mean, but that's kind of the thing also to where the movie was bad in itself, even though the way they kind of handled uh, Samantha was still appropriate. Like that's like they could have just built out just a season of a six episode season and then kind of rounded everything out again. Which, I mean, the, the times kind of equate, like, the movies are two and a half hours long. Mm-hmm. Each episode is, like, 25 minutes or whatever. So, um, they they really fumbled. <laughs> I think the, I think kind of one of the things of this, of uh, the two episodes so far is, there's a lot of good things that they could have built on, and there's some good moments. But I think overall, like, they're just something lacking, like, that it could have elevated it. It was all. It was obviously like a pop culture kind of phenomenon and a super mm-hmm. popular show, but it could have elevated to something that was tangibly good, like The Wire. Well, well, not not that deep, but well, there's there's, a, there's <laughs> such a richness to what The Wire is, to where you have so many different characters with so many different motivations, and each relationship and that show it feels super authentic and the place feels super authentic you have sex in the city to where these are people from new york and they're new yorkers and they're like single and they have a lot of relationships with a lot of different people whether it's casual or serious or whatever and because they have this show as, as a comedy they limited themselves to what they could have done to enrich the show to make it a deeper, more satisfactory show. 
Mm-hmm. Um, another thing I hated about the movie with Samantha, I hated how they had her come to realization was let me stare at this naked dude all the time, like throughout the movie and like tease that he's, that she's going to cheat on uh, Jarrett with him. And then ultimately she doesn't, which is like, Oh good. We, we didn't have Samantha take that step like Steve, but it's ultimately like, Oh, you know what? I still want to fuck other dudes. So, and I want to love myself. So that's why I can't be with you. Cause I stared at this naked dude, the whole movie. I kind of wish she would have came to that realization in a wanna- better way. Or that she had, it had been about her. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Instead of it being sex based, even though that's what her character is based on. Yeah, except like, have you ever met anybody whose like sole motivator in their entire life completely is sex, like completely? Because yeah. those, but who also are like no, successful no. career people who have grown like business now two businesses from the ground up. It seems a disservice to her that sex is the thing that she put first when it's clearly her career and her it was the easy way out it also seemed a little dare i say it men sure. writing women e oh. darren star baby yeah her motivator is her it is not orgasm yeah like she had her own successful business and then Two. she completely dodged that Mm-hmm. Yeah. yeah, she was a self-made woman in her own right. And the writers, like I said, took the easy way out because ultimately if it was good for Carrie and Miranda and Charlotte to all end up in love and have happy endings, let's do the thing, same thing with Samantha. And then it's like, all right, what do we do for, for the movie? Oh, let's undo everything that we did at the end of season, in season six. It, it's a total cop-out because she literally had made herself Smith's manager. Like Homegirl made herself a sushi plate for for oh boy man like in the movie and I I was like you know what I came home to my woman covered in sushi I'd be like thank you for the sushi and then let let's talk about you underneath that sushi um and he was like oh man babe you made sushi and then he was all like come on dog like <laughs> this just wasn't fair man in the first couple seasons especially she's always at a new restaurant a new gallery a new mm-hmm. like she must have everywhere you want to be. So much fucking money and so, so many connections. connections. And that's not what she misses. She doesn't miss the, the life that she's built in New York. The reason she decides to move back full time is like, oh, but maybe penis. <laughs> Have you considered dick? <laughs> Have you considered the possibility of dick? She is the one to oh, me God. that I, I, I think I like the most, but also maybe feel the most bummed out by. Yeah, she she 100% deserved better. At least um, in the TV show, because I know we were only kind of peripherally counting the movies. Mm-hmm. It really felt like they were like, how do we tame her? Like, yeah, yeah we'll, we'll yeah. give her cancer and a boyfriend, and that'll fix it. <laughs> Darren starts school of writing. Jesus Christ! Let's go. Was that too hot of a take? No, that's a that's perfect. Ooh, that's I don't know perfect. if it's hot, but. Scorched her. And like she scorched. I think she deserves better than to be declawed like that. No, I fuck with you. I fuck with it. So to to kind of bring it on home, I think we are gonna have to play the game again. The game that's sweeping the nation. Kind of problematic, hella problematic, or burn at the stake problematic. I'm I'm gonna insert this as probably maybe the 
maybe one time option of not problematic. So we got to play with Samantha Jones. So Kellen, not problematic, kind of problematic, hella problematic, or Burns character problematic. All right, just looking at Samantha Jones, her story arc from season one through season six with a little movie sprinkled in. I'd say she's kind of problematic. Um, yeah, and that's barely – that's not for her sexiness. That's not for her knowing what she wants. That's not for her willingness to say whatever comes to mind. All those things are positives for me. The only thing I feel like hurts her – the thing that really bo- bothered me is the episode where the, the trans hookers were outside. Shut up, you bitches! I called the cops! Shut back up! Yeah, keep talking. I'll come down there and cut it off for you! Yeah. And this is the only moment I can think of that really bugged me. Uh, because they, they kind of tried to pull back on it because, like, they're outside her window every night and they're making a bunch of noise and they're, they're black trans. And she's like, ah, shut the fuck up, blah, 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 blah. And then they're yelling back at her and she calls the cops on them. And then they're throwing eggs at her window and then she pulls her window up and gets smacked in the face with an egg, which made no sense, Samantha. And, like, she's in the middle of sex with some dude and she's so concerned about these uh, hookers outside that she goes and yells at them at the window, dumps water on one of them. But at, but at the end, it's like, oh, we're all hanging out at a cookout now, and we're cool with we're cool with the hookers now and everything. And it's like, I don't know if that angle necessarily had to be taken because she was throwing everything at them that she could think of about making that a joke an about episode them. Episode where I was like, have you ever been to New York? Like this is <laughs> yeah yeah yeah. Like <laughs> she seemed like she was too exclusive for that. Yeah, and you know the the idea of white women calling the police on black people, black people. and then black yep. trans people at that. Yes. Uh, yes. AIDS like milk. AIDS so. like milk. And then like they're all having to cook out and then it's like, Oh, we're friends now. Carrie, show us your outfit. And Carrie does a little spin and you know, Carrie's hip all of a sudden. That's the only time. They're, they're the lucky ones that survived the police encounter. Right. Right. That's the only time that I was really like, this doesn't feel like, Samantha to me, this feels like someone just wanted to go after trans people. So that's why I say kind of problematic. Otherwise, she's in the clear. Kit Kat Chinetti, you're up next. Not Achieve. problematic, kind of problematic, hella problematic, or burn Samantha Jones problematic. I'm going to go kind of problematic, but I think she deserves better. I think she deserves better writers. Mm-hmm. And I think if they were to reboot the show, I think if they were to continue the show, which they're going to do whether we want them to or not, that they need to get on it. Because she this is probably going to be a little prob- problematic. Don't cancel me, Twitter. Ugh. I don't think she has what it takes to be like a sexual liberator in 2021. I don't think you're necessarily wrong about that. I think there's a kind of a gateway of straight white women trying to teach other people about kind of sexual liberation that, 2021 does not hold up so i I hear we kind of go with that and like the issue is like i want that from her because that's how she's presented if that's what you're giving me if you're serving me a white woman sex guru make it good like (laughs) yeah yeah let her let her earn that title instead of just being like i have a lot of sex (laughs) like party yeah i'm gonna make it a trifecta i'm gonna go kind of problematic 
I think the points that everyone kind of made about her are definitely on point. I do think that for her character, for what it was contextually in the moment to kind of what it is now, yeah, there's definitely a lot to kind of clean up about her. But I do think she, like I said, like she's a star of the show. And mm-hmm. without without her, to be very honest, like I I think especially for season four, it's without her season four is it's it's kind of slow to be very honest but um this relaunch is gonna be rough without her i feel like i've been very critical of her and i would just like to say that the reason i'm holding her to a high standard is because i do believe that she is probably the best character on the show but i also think that she has the worst case of men writing women on the show also i know not all the writers of sex in the city were men I love uh, He's Just Not That Into You, which is written by a man and a woman. I think that the writers of the show are actually very good, generally. I just feel like they didn't know how to let a single woman be single. Yeah. I don't know if that was threatening to them in some way. Like, I don't know. I, I or don't, if they got notes from HBO. I don't live in the heads of 2003, 2004 writers. I just don't. I think contextually, yeah, that's important because, fuck, like... I think we're in a generation now to where people are outwardly telling other people it's okay to be single when, I mean, sex in the city, like in its own creation itself is basically telling you being single is not okay. Like Carrie is always trying to find new men, you know, even though Samantha is not necessarily like on the prowl for relationships, like She's always out for the dick. Mm-hmm. Like, it's like none of these women are ever just chilling. Like, they're like, in one of the seasons, Miranda just kind of just flatly says, All we do is spend our time talking about men and how they affect our lives. Which, I mean, granted, the show's called Sex in the City, so it kind of has to be that. But, you know, at that point, you know, there was no one really talking about being, there was no one really talking about the importance of self love and being in love with yourself. And then not letting that toxify other relationships or letting relationships replace things within yourself that you need to fix. So that definitely was not a conversation 20 years ago. It's barely a conversation now, to be very honest. But, yeah. Um, mm-hmm. but yeah, it's the, they, they definitely lack that. Burger's the worst. Fuck burger, bro. Fuck burger. I can say it loud. <laughs> hilarious. Fuck burger. That's like that a rock band. Film? That's like, that's like a sex position that they should have done in Sex in the City, the fuck burger. Hands in and fuck burger on three. Yo, One, two. <laughs> fuck burger. Um, the first time that uh, Samantha hooked up with uh, Jerry, man, they were doing all kinds of positions. I'm sure there was a fuck burger in there, pretty sure. They had the chair on the bed, yo. That shit was funny. <laughs> that shit was funny, yo. They just kept getting late earlier in the morning, man. She's like, ah, ah, ah. <laughs> That was fucking funny. That was really funny. Samantha Jones a fucking icon, yo. Okay, but, like, I want an episode where she's got, like, heels lined up of a bunch of different heights, and everybody's like, why do you have those heels lined up on height by height by your bed? And she's like, I gotta figure out which one's, like, dick height for which guy. That's perfect. Give me that level of detail, because that's clearly how she's, like, presented, but they never follow through on it. The only time they're in Samantha's apartment, though, is when she was fucking already. I feel like. I don't feel like there's a lot of time with all the four girls there. No, the only time they were at her place, at her old place, was when they watched gay porn once. And that's in my memory. She she doesn't have an apartment. She has a fuck space. 
Next to hookers in the alley, yelling at me. I, I understand that I'll never understand. However, I stand. <laughs> I wish. Fuck. Yeah, that's I a wish. bar right there. <laughs> I don't have a, a place. I have a fuck place. Yeah, I, I sleep there sometimes, but rarely alone. Right. I, I sleep there once it's finished. <laughs> I need to recharge to that's leave. A, that's a Meg bar right there. She can pull that off easily. Oh man, 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 man! Did, did we get enough content for a podcast? Definitely, we. I totally think so. And a hell of a lot for a deleted scene. I'll tell you that much. Oh God! <laughs> Can I help you? Yes, I'd like to return this vibrator. We don't sell vibrators. Yes, you do. I bought it here six months ago. That's not a vibrator. It's a neck massager. No, it's a vibrator. Sharper Image doesn't sell vibrators. It's a neck massager. You expect me to believe that women buy these to help their sore necks? It's a neck massager. Fine. I'd like to return this neck massager. What's wrong with it? It failed to get me off. It has a warranty and it just stopped. It made the saddest little sound. Perhaps you wore it out. Well, honey, it wouldn't be the first one. Fine. Just find another and go to the cashier. I know a man who's in desperate need of a neck massage. Oh, you don't want that one. Too many bells and whistles. That one actually works against you. If we wanted to work that hard, we'd get us a man. Am I right? Samantha instantly established herself as the Mashiko Kakutani of vibrators. I think that one actually is a back massager. Not if you mount it. No, absolutely not. That will burn your clit off. Even with underwear? Even with ski pants. Follow Kat at Kat underscore Trinity on Twitter, Twitch, and Instagram. Follow Marcus at Love, S-H-O-W-I-N-M-A-D-L-O-V on Twitter. Follow Kellen at B-Hyphen, B-H-Y-P-H-E-N on Twitter. And search Hyphen Podcast Group on Instagram. Thanks for listening to the Great Sexpectations Podcast Series. We should do this again sometime. Samantha likes a guy. Samantha likes a guy. I do not. You do, you do, or you would tell us all the dirty details. Oh my God, we're going to have to ice skate home. Hell just froze over. Okay. You want details? Okay. He's got the most perfect dick I've ever seen. Long pink amazing it's delicious this, 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 this is a hyphen podcast production are you not entertained